You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? It's an open window day here on Thursday, uh, NFL schedule release day, uh, May 12th, I think. Doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, this is BGN Radio episode number, Brandon. 248, Jimmy. Doesn't matter. Uh, and we are going to go game by game throughout the Eagles schedule, predicting wins, losses, anything in between. Uh, but first, before we do that, why don't you tell us where we can find the best meat snacks in the land? Well, Jimmy, the date might not matter, and the episode number might not matter, but our win-loss predictions really do matter, and mm-hmm. so does Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. How about that for a little transition lead-in here? As I talk, especially, I feel like, in my podcast voice right now, because I'm in a different setup, and I have the mic like right in front of me, unlike I usually do, um, so if you're listening to this and you're, the audio is way too loud, I'm sorry. Um uh, that's my fault. Don't blame Rachel. Anyway, Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, you can get by going to RighteousFelon.com using discount code. What's the discount code, Jimmy? You know what it is. BGN15. That's right. It's BGN15 for 15% off your order. It's free to go to the website. Check it out. See if there's anything you like. Use the discount code. It helps support the podcast. You know the whole spiel by now. So go do that. But without any further delay, Jimmy... This is a huge episode. It's one of the biggest ones of the year because it's the Eagles 2022 schedule episode. Do you remember what your prediction was last year? I have no idea. I think I feel like you were very bullish at this point last year. Like I think you had I think you might have even had 9 wins. I think I had them. I think you're right. I think I had them at 9, which is eight. what they ended up with. <laughs> so and this yeah. was after you had been crushing them on the podcast, like the entirety of the off season, and you totally threw me for a loop by predicting nine wins. They went nine and eight, and and they did go nine and eight, nine and nine. Eventually, after they lost in the playoffs, I had I looked back at my printed version. I don't know if it married up perfectly with what I said on the podcast, but in my online version, uh, I had them six and eleven. Wow, what a hater! So I, <laughs> so I was off by three games. So, eh, whatever. (laughs) It's that time of year where, honestly, everyone is optimistic when they're doing schedule predictions. Even if you're not a fan of the team, whatever. Like, I remember looking through predictions for all SB Nation NFL teams. I think they were rounded up in the past. Mm -hmm. And no one has their team winning, like, four games. Even, like, the worst teams are like, (laughs) if, you know, you squint here, we can get to, like, seven in whatever it is now seven and ten like or eight eight and nine 
even the worst teams think they're going to win like eight, seven games. So yeah, if you took like every team's beat report, like you, took, you just grab one beat report right. from every team and you have their season prediction, like the the total winning percentage for all the teams is going to be like five fifty. Yeah, no one's predicting like a four <laughs> win, two win season. It just doesn't happen. And right, and that's fine. This is a fun time of year. You're supposed to dream big. It's you know you're you have these uh, visions of grandeur, uh, if you will. So, but Jimmy, no further delay. Why don't we hop right in? Okay. All right, so week one, uh, we know that the Eagles are going to... Well, first of all, in the preseason, we'll just get to that very quickly. Sure. Uh, Eagles, Jets, week one. That's a big deal. Week... It's not in the finale. <laughs> it's always in the finale. So that game, they'll actually be trying a little bit. Not, I mean, they're yeah. not really trying much in the preseason, but... Maybe they'll have joint training camp practices with them, maybe? Maybe. That'd be fine by me, because it would be in Philly, because right. that game is being played in Philly. Because that's what they did we... the Patriots last year, right? The first preseason game or so? No, I don't the remember Steelers. Was... Sorry, it was the Steelers last year first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Week two is uh, um, Cleveland. And that's uh, joint that's training. That's in Cleveland. Yeah. And we have joint practices out there. So um, we'll, are you, are you, do you think you're going to that? We'll see. So if you do, uh, you know, we'll be, the, we'll be in Cleveland for four or five days. Actually, not even Cleveland, Berea, Ohio, <laughs> for four or five days in the middle of the summer. Uh, i got to be honest. Not that anyone cares. Not really looking forward to that. And then week three, uh, they're in Miami uh, playing the Dolphins uh, once again. Uh, Miami in August, probably going to be hot and humid down Ooh. there. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's the preseason schedule. Week one, September 11th, Eagles-Lions in Detroit. Mm. How do you see that one going, buddy? I think this is a bad time to play the Lions. <laughs> okay. Oh, you mean the first game of the season? Yeah, because I think... Like, you know, weigh in here on how you feel, obviously. But I feel like Dan Campbell, if he's going to have his team juiced, especially juiced for a game, okay. and the Lions were the fourth best team last year against the spread. They were 11-6, and six, and, you know, obviously they were one of the worst teams straight up. They had the second overall pick, but they were really hurt. They obviously added Aiden Hutchinson. I think they added, they made some nice other moves. They got Jamison Williams. Maybe he won't be available for that game. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. They added DJ Shark. I think the Lions are like a, are going to be a feisty group like they were last year, and I could see Dan Campbell having them ready for that Week One game. It's in Detroit. The Lions are trying to get revenge after losing forty four to six last year. Like that that loss to the Eagles last year was not typical of that Lions team. Like they fought mm-hmm. hard in a lot of games. That was like probably arguably probably their worst game. So I think they're, they're going to have a bad taste in their mouth from that, and I think they're going to look for uh, look. Start, they'll be looking for blood in Week One, and uh, I think. I, I like I'm already taking the Lions, whatever the line is, to cover in that game because I think it's going to be a very competitive game. Maybe the Eagles edge them out, but I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk by any means. So I actually have them starting the season with a loss in Detroit. Really, of them yeah. losing that game? Okay, so the Eagles smashed them last year, and as you said, that was a little bit out of the order. Like they didn't get blown out in a lot of games. They almost beat the Ravens in that game. Remember Justin Tucker hit that? How far was that field goal? Sixty-six or so. Yeah, it was a new record. Whatever it was. Um, anyway, the, I've got a bug flying in my face. <laughs> it's an open window day. Like you said, it is an open window day. Um, Eagles ran for 236 yards, four touchdowns, uh, on the, you know, on the ground that day. Um, I agree. It's sort of a feisty opponent, uh, potentially on the rise, uh, in 2022. But I think by like on the rise, I think they're more like, you know, like a six and 11 team instead of a three and 14 team like mm-hmm. they were a year ago, uh, they still have one of the worst rosters in the NFL. And 
I think like it's an advantage getting them. So you think it's a disadvantage getting them week week one. Yep. I actually think getting the bad teams uh, early in the year is when you want to get them because mm. I you know and I've and I've probably said this before on the podcast. I've definitely written it before, but um, I think you're you're better off getting your stronger opponents later in the season because. NFL is, is so dependent on injury luck and, um, you know, early season good teams becoming late season bad teams is more common than the opposite of that. So, like, early season bad teams don't often become late season good teams. So you may as well get the, the bad teams early and the good teams late in case, like, one of the good teams you know, has a quarterback get hurt or something like that. Um I think sort of the flip side of that debate is sort of what the Eagles experienced last year where they had all these crap teams at the at, on their schedule at the end of the year but those teams also had a bunch of injuries so they they're already easier opponents but they they became extremely easy because of injuries like they played Washington starting Garrett Gilbert mm. they played the Giants starting um Jake, Jake Fromm I mean, how do you lose? You can't lose those games. So, uh, you know, the Eagles took full advantage of that. But uh, I, I do think that uh, ultimately I do think that getting the, the early team, the bad teams early is is, is more ideal. And I, I think they win this game. Um, and I think it's a comfortable win week one. Okay. So that brings us to week two where we already know we already knew this game earlier in the week because mm-hmm. it was revealed that the Eagles will be playing on a quote unquote double header, except that. The games are actually happening at the same time. <laughs> yeah, they're so like that, an hour. They start like an hour apart. Yeah, I think they they tried to time it up so like the Eagles game starts at halftime. I think in the first the okay. first game, um, whatever. So the Eagles will be hosting the Minnesota Vikings in the home opener at Lincoln Financial Field. Kirk Cousins coming to town. Kirk coupons as he is sometimes known on BGN Radio. Justin Jefferson coming to Philly for the first time and playing against the Eagles. I'm sure that'll get mentioned <laughs> once or twice. Yeah. Leading up to that game. Kirk Cousins kind of owns the Eagles, Jimmy, much to my dismay. <laughs> yes. It's it's a really like um what do they call that? Um that like one where you have a tough time reconciling two things at once. I'm uh there's a phrase like um not just con- uh there's a phrase for this. I can't think of it. Anyway, um it's on the tip of my tongue. But I do. I still believe that Kirk Cousins isn't great, but six and three against the Eagles in nine starts. Mm -hmm. He has a hundred and four point where I had it here. 104.9 passer rating against them. So typically he has success and it's not kind of hard to envision him doing that again. When you consider the Vikings receiving core versus the Eagles biggest weakness right now, which is their secondary. So, but that being said, he is also famously a loser and especially in big time <laughs> in games. Prime time. Yeah, he, yeah. He's 10 and 18 in primetime games. Okay. That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be actually. So he, he boosted it a little bit last year with wins over like the Steelers and they almost blew that game and yeah. the bears with Justin Fields, who isn't good. And we'll get to him later. So he kind of padded that a little bit last year with some bad teams. But in any case, I have the Eagles not starting own two. Of course, that I think is a little too much. I think they win in their home opener. They beat the Vikings. And even though Justin Jefferson has a big game and Jalen Raker somehow, who is still on the team, inevitably fumbles or drops a key pass or something, the Eagles still win anyway, one and one. What about you? Yeah, I have this one as a loss. Uh, I mean, it's just we just know that's like Jefferson's going to catch like 11 passes for 175 yards, two touchdowns, and Jalen Rager is going to 
either not play or he's going to like drop a touchdown or something like that. And uh, they're going to lose because of it. Like we just know how that, that, how that, that's how this game is going to go. Um, I feel like the lions or excuse me, not the lions, like the Vikings are a different team totally when Dalvin cook is available and uh, he's had some injury issues over the years. I think uh, week two is the wrong time to get this team because he'll probably still be healthy. And uh, their offense is really good um, in terms of the skill position players with Jefferson and Thielen. And who's the third guy who uh, kind of broke out a little bit last year? His name always... I forget I, his I never name. Remember his He's name. a slot guy, right? Yeah, he had a good season last year. Uh, doesn't matter, whatever. But and then you have Dalvin Cook, of course. Um it's a dangerous opponent. They were eight and nine last year. I agree. They're kind of losers. It'll be, uh, but that was like under Mike Zimmer, who's gone right. now. So uh, who did they hire again as their head coach? The uh, uh, Kevin O'Connell, the quarterback okay. coach for the Rams or their OC. Yeah. So they will be sort of a, a difficult team to prepare for because they won't, the Eagles won't really have a great idea. I mean, they'll have one game of tape, I guess, but they won't have a great idea of what to expect uh, from this offense. Um, so yeah, I think this is a difficult matchup and, um, I, I do think the Eagles, you know, they're going to be favored in this game almost certainly, mm-hmm. but uh, I think this is a, this is a, this is a tough game. Uh, I think they drop it. So we both have them one and one. Uh, I always think it's, I like kind of like look at certain games as swing games or whatever on the schedule, like, okay, they'll win one of these two. Maybe it's not the same one we're predicting, but they're probably going to, you know, win one, yeah, lose one. Right. Anyway, um, week three. At, oh baby at the washington commanders <laughs> i kind of don't love how the first game the eagles against carson wentz isn't yeah, it's in gotta, philly. you gotta put that in philly nfl what are you doing yeah, that feels like a big but with that said <sighs> a lot of eagles fans typically do travel to fedex field that's so true there's still going to be a big eagles presence there and there will definitely be booing from eagles fans at fedex <laughs> field when carson wentz takes the field there so uh We'll be People that are hardcore enough to travel there will be booing too, by the way. Oh, of course. Yeah. So uh, this is a one o'clock game. Uh, I have the Eagles winning this one because I think they do have a nice little road boost there. And I'm just not buying Washington. I know Carson Wentz gets credit for some reason for being like, actually, it wasn't as bad as some people think. You look at the numbers last year. I mean, the Colts had the, one of the lowest volume passing offenses in the NFL and because they had Jonathan Taylor on the team and Carson Wentz was helped a lot. Yeah. Um, now, he, he did have to deal with a bad offensive line. That's noted, but at least for portions of the it year. It really wasn't that bad, well, by the way. There were times where like it was banged <laughs> up. Not the whole season, but there were times yeah. where it was pretty banged up. It's overstated how bad they were. Kind of. I mean, you had Matt Pryor starting. I don't, not a, <laughs> I know he's been better than expected there. Any case, um, yeah, I like the Eagles here. I just don't think Washington has a lot going on that you feel super scared about. Other, Well, mm-hmm. other than Terry McLaurin, who will pose some challenges yeah. for the Eagles secondary. I mean, you have Darius Slay there, but uh, Jahan Dotson, maybe he shakes free a little bit against this secondary. Overall, I think the Eagles take it. They start the year 1-0 in the division. What about you? Well, you got Chase Young coming back. Um, you have Montez Sweat coming back. He missed a bunch of games last year, too. Uh, Jonathan Allen had a really good year last year with nine sacks. Uh, Deron Payne. I mean, their front four is still really good, but it matches up with the Eagles' biggest strength, which is their offensive line. So I think their biggest strength is sort of negated uh, by the Eagles' biggest strength. And, um, you know, again, early in the season like this, we talked about Dalvin Cook a minute ago about he'll probably still be available. Well, Carson Wentz will still probably be available in this game, hopefully, uh, because 
please don't ruin this game, Carson Wentz, by getting hurt before this game happens. Like that's like the fun of this game is facing, you know, the quarterback that the Eagles traded. And we've had games like the you, Brandon and I discussed this a little bit uh, earlier today, but like we were, you know, kind of trying to remember uh, quarterbacks that they had traded away and, and how they fared in sort of the quote unquote revenge game. And uh, the last three, I guess, were Sam Bradford in 2016, uh, if you recall that year, the Vikings got out to a five and zero start, on, uh, you know, with Bradford. The Eagles pummeled him all day, sacked him six times. The Eagles won twenty one to ten. Before that, it was Kevin Cobb in, tw- in twenty twelve. Cardinals smoked the Eagles in that game. Yeah. Looking, looking that up just now, <laughs> they won twenty seven to six. The Eagles didn't score a touchdown. Uh, Cobb was seventeen of 24, tw- uh, 222 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. It was like one of his rare good games with the Cardinals came against, you know, his former team. And then of course, uh, Donovan McNabb in 2010 played the Eagles after the Eagles traded him. Uh, I guess it was, it had to have been during that off season, obviously, because traded him in division. He played terribly. So his, his stats were awful in that game. Eight of 19, 125 (laughs) yards, one touchdown, one interception. He completed eight passes. Yep. In that game, Washington still won 17 to 12. Uh, Mike Vick got got hurt in that game. He injured his ribs. Was that, a, if I recall, that was a hit by D'Angelo Hall. And it might have been a little bit dirty, if I recall. But um, I mean, that adds anyway. up. What's that? That adds up. That makes sense. Like, that's believable. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, they, they're, they're, the Eagles are one and two in these types of revenge games. And I think they get back to 500 in uh, these revenge games. They're a little bit of a mixed bag in their revenge games. But, and again, like it's too bad that this game isn't in Philly. But uh, Wentz is not uh, good under pressure. And this will most certainly be a pressure game for him. Give me the Eagles. So I, I got the Eagles with a win and getting to two and one. So then that brings us to week four where Dougie P comes home. Hey, there he is. The Eagles better have a real nice week planned for him in terms of you know yes. honoring him uh i know he's the opponent but they better you know give him a you gotta put him out the screen you gotta give him a cheer before the game i mean come on no doubt won the super bowl um maybe they have to move the statue outside into the stadium or something for that game <laughs> uh they gotta you gotta show him proper i mean the philly fans will i have no doubt obviously but the eagles you know they better make a, a really good effort that week um, especially because it's an AFC opponent too. It's not like he's like you know coaching the Cowboys. It now. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. you know, like give him his flowers. Uh, especially after the way he left the organization. Don't need to rehash that. Uh, it's the Jaguars. I really don't believe in that roster. They added a bunch of people, but I don't really know how good anyone they added is. And I think Trevor Lawrence. Like, I'm not out on Trevor Lawrence, but we still have like yet to see him play at like a very high level. Right. So I'm not going to just give him the benefit of the doubt. And I think it could be an interesting game, but I just don't think the Jags deserve the benefit of the doubt in any way. So sorry, Dougie P, but I'm going to take Nick Sirianni in this one. Eagles advance to three and one. Yeah, poor Doug. He's got one. He's got, you know, the one losing seat. Well, I guess he had a losing season in 2016 too, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he wins the Super Bowl. They get to the playoffs each of the next uh, two years. Three and then he has one losing season and he gets canned. <laughs> Poor Doug. Uh, but these first four teams on the Eagles' schedule: um, the uh, Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jaguars had a combined record in 2021 of 21, 
46 and 1. So that's a winning percentage of 316. Combined point differential. You want to take a guess? These four teams combined last year? Negative 218. Minus 446. Okay, that was close. It's <laughs> off by a few. <laughs> by a couple hundred. So yeah, it's a it's a really bad uh slate of opponents the the first quarter of the season uh for the Eagles. And and yeah, I think they easily take care of business against this uh Jaguars team that was three and fourteen. By the way, uh I saw reports that we were recording this a little earlier in the day in case you couldn't tell. Wow. Um I <laughs> so I shouldn't say reports. Just by the time you're listening to this, all the schedules are out. Um, but the the in case this is inaccurate, there are reports that the, that Washington's playing the Jaguars week one, mm. which I find funny because it's the team that basically wrecked uh, Carson Wentz's career in Indy, and that's the first team he's got to play with his new team. And Doug, Doug Peterson versus Carson and Doug, Wentz, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, so you have them beating the Jags as well. I do, yeah. So, so that I have them getting to three and one after the first four games. Three and one, which takes us out to the desert to play the Arizona Cardinals. This game was yep. potentially in the mix to be in Mexico. It is not. It will be in Glendale, Arizona. Is that where they play? No, it used to be. Where uh, they play now? Or maybe it is Glendale. I forget. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't matter. They play in Arizona, <laughs> the state of Arizona, against the Cardinals. It is a four twenty five game being out there on the West Coast ish. Uh, the Eagles last played the Cardinals, as you recall, late in the 2020 season where Jalen Hurts showed some interesting signs in that game, some up and down, had a chance to win at the end, didn't end up pulling it off. Kyler Murray gave them a lot of fits. Michael Jaquette battled in there as hard as he could against DeAndre Hopkins, but tough matchup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have. The, he was actually okay in that game. It was the Dallas game yeah. that he got absolutely torn apart. Yeah, he he actually forced a fumble in that game. But anyway, mm-hmm. enough about that. Uh, we're looking at this year. I have the Eagles losing this one. I'm not really a big believer in the Cardinals because I'm not like the biggest Kyler guy. But I think you can yeah, argue. Same. You know, he's he he could be. I mean, I think there's an advantage potentially just going up against Jalen Hurts. Um, his rushing ability is pretty annoying. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins won't be available for this one, right? Because of the suspension. Right. Yeah. I didn't think yeah. of that until right now, actually. So maybe I have mm-hmm. to change this. But I think going to the desert is a harder is a hard place to play. Even though in theory, like Arizona, not necessarily known for having the most like rabid fan base. Um, but it seems like they've had some struggles out there in the past. Um, and for as much as the Cardinals choke at the end of the year, and which has been mm-hmm. a big problem for them in recent seasons, they kind of play some of their best football earlier on. Right. Maybe you have a Zach Ertz revenge game kind of mixed in here. I'll take the Cardinals. Uh, I think I look at this game and the Vikings game as they're going to split that. They're going to win one, lose one of those. That's kind of how I look at it here. So I have them losing and dropping to three and two. Yeah, one of the storylines to watch uh, the rest of this offseason is whether or not Kyler Murray gets a contract extension or not. Because <laughs> he was, you know, he was angry that he hadn't, you know, they hadn't just backed up the Brinks truck for him uh, at one point this offseason. And, Something happened behind the scenes because he just stopped complaining about it. Um, I don't know what that was, but well, I mean, he clearly believes he's deserving of a huge contract extension and it hasn't happened yet. And I imagine he's going to be unhappy again if it doesn't happen before the start of the season. So I wonder how that could affect uh, the Cardinal season if he doesn't get that done. And I'm not a big believer in this team. I don't think this team is that good, frankly, this, uh, this Cardinals team. Um, 
you know, it could be, it could be a bumpy ride for them this offseason. Like they could be one of the teams that like, what do they win? 12 games in 2021. I think they were 12 and five. Yeah. They uh, ended the season po- like one and five though. And yeah, they were like, I think they were nine and one at one point. Uh, like, and they were sort of rolling toward the one seed and then it just kind of fell, it all fell apart for them. One thing to note here is uh, before the start of the season last year, uh, the Eagles had a six game losing streak against bird teams. Mm. Um, and then they played the Falcons week one last year and they snapped that streak. Finally, they did not play a bird team uh, the rest of the year last year. Uh, so they only have, and I believe this is the only bird team on their schedule this year. So they'll look to get uh, a bird team winning streak going. And I think they do. I think the Eagles go on the road and they beat this overrated, not that great Cardinals team with the overrated Kyler Murray. I think Cliff Kingsbury, you know, was in the mix, like first head coach fired potentially. He's Could in, be. That, he's in sure. that mix. And without Hopkins definitely is more winnable than I realized when I thought about that. Uh, okay. So you have them at what? I now have them at four and one. I have them. You at have them what? Three, three and two. Three and two. And now it is time for the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night football, October 16th, a couple of days before my birthday, uh, which is very relevant to all the listeners. In case you're wondering if you want to get me anything, uh, 8:20 Sunday night football. I already said that it's uh, their first prime time game. Nope. Their second time prime time game. The Vikings game, obviously Monday night football. So this is a big one. Uh, I cannot in good faith take, the Eagles to win when I think about how Jalen Hurts has played against the Cowboys thus far mm-hmm. in his career. He's 0-2, both being like terrible blowout losses, really. Um, it's not all on him, but I just don't think I've seen enough from him to have the faith in him to pull that off. I think the Cowboys as a whole are primed to take a step back this year. Mm-hmm. Not to the point where, you know, they're going to be like a team with a losing record because you still look at their schedule. And I did this with RJ on the NFC's mixtape earlier this week. We went through which games you would say the Cowboys have a quarterback advantage in. And you could really say that in all but like five or so of their games because okay. their schedule is just pretty easy. So the Cowboys are going to be, you know, not quite the same team they were last year, but still a decent team, still in the mix for that first uh, spot in the NFC East, obviously. So I think Eagles dropping this one. Uh, even though it's in Philly, and that brings the Eagles to three and three. Yeah, you mentioned the schedule. We should probably cover this real quick. Um, the Eagles have so the entire NFC East. They're like the four easiest schedules in the NFL, uh, partly because they all play each other and their own division stinks, and they also play the entirety of the AFC South, which is terrible, and the NFC North, which Packers aside, also terrible. Uh, the Eagles. Um, opponents, their all you know their entire slate of opponents in 2022 had a combined record of 133, 154, and two last year, which is a winning percentage of 464. Their total uh, point differential combined—this is all their opponents again here—it's minus 498. Okay, so it's a very easy schedule, uh, and like you said, the Cowboys have uh, that easy schedule uh, across the board as well. And I'm with you. I want to see Jalen Hurts play well against the Cowboys before I trust that he can beat the Cowboys. Now, uh, earlier this week, I did actually uh, on Thursday and Wednesday, I did uh, my all my preseason all NFC East team. I actually think the Eagles have a better. I mean, the Eagles have a better offense for sure than the Cowboys. 
quarterback aside. So like, mm-hmm. I think Jalen Hurts has a much better <laughs> supporting a big cast. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you, like you'd never think that a year ago. Uh, but the Cowboys lost uh, Amari Cooper. They lost Lyle Collins. They lost uh, their their left guard uh, Connor Williams. Connor Williams. Um, lost so Cedric I mean, Wilson. they took a step back. They lost yeah, Cedric Wilson. They lost. So they took a, a step back uh, offensively. The Eagles took a couple steps forward with the, the addition of AJ Brown. Um, and, and I mean, their offensive line is, is still intact. Like they're going to have continuity there, and it's it's one Devontae of the best Smith year two. If it's not the best offensive line in the NFL, it's one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Um, so yeah, he's got a better supporting cast around him than Dak Prescott does. I still think the the Cowboys have maybe a little bit better defense just because, um, I mean, Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs are just such big time playmakers that I think, you know, you kind of got to give them a little bit of an edge there, but I don't think that the, like, this is such a, a runaway for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the Cowboys are, you know, heavily favored, uh, in, in most people's minds. I don't think it's, you know, really... I think it's a lot closer than, than people think. But uh, again, I'm, I'm with you. I need to see Jalen Hurts uh, actually perform well against this team uh, before I'm picking against it. So yeah, uh, my, my apologies uh, to anyone listening that's an Eagles fan, but I have the Eagles dropping this game to the Cowboys. Yeah, they got to prove so it. So you have them what? Three and three and I have them four and two? I'm three and three heading into a week seven bye. A little bit earlier. Obviously last year they had, I think the latest ever. It was like week mm-hmm. 13 or whatever it was. Um Why don't we take a break here, Jimmy, since the Eagles are taking a break here on the schedule. But before we do, Righteous Felon Craft Jerky is the thing you need in your life when maybe you're taking a break from work or whatever. You're sitting on the couch, you're having some snacks, you want Righteous Felon in your life, and you're going to go to RighteousFelon.com. That's R-I-G-H-T-E-O-U-S-F-E-L-O-N, RighteousFelon.com. Use discount code BGN15 for 15% off meat snacks and non-meat snacks. Other things they have on the website, go check it out. Also, the same discount code BGN15 works at wildnaturepet.com. That's where you want to go to get the dog treats that you need in your life. So really no excuse because you either have a dog or you like to snack. One of those two things is probably true. So you can use discount code BGN15, RighteousFelon.com, WildNaturePet.com to get 15% off your orders to help support the podcast here at BGN Radio to help treat yourself to some things that you deserve in your life to help support a local business. All those good things. It's a win for everyone involved. So go do it or else I hate you very much. Jimmy. Back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back here on BGN Radio, where I am threatening the listeners to give me money. <laughs> um, 
always a good tactic. Jimmy, the Eagles return from their bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Week seven's a little early. So just to get, put context to that, mm-hmm. last year the first bye week or the first week, uh, week that teams had buys was week six. So uh, to get the bye week seven is on the earlier side and uh, not an ideal time to get it. I don't think it's terrible, but you'd rather have it a little bit later. I, I think like last year was too late. Like you didn't want it to be that late, really. Uh, in fact, Jason Kelsey, even before the season began, he was like, man, that's a really mm-hmm. late buy. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't super thrilled about that. But week seven is is earlier than ideal. Yeah, I would agree. It's a long slog the rest of the year. Um, but, you know, whatever. Can't control it too much. It's not the biggest mm-hmm. deal. It's kind of it's worth noting. All right. So after the bye, the Eagles host the Pittsburgh Steelers in Philly. The mm-hmm. Eagles always beat the Steelers in Philly. The, the Steelers haven't won in Philadelphia since like the 50s or the 40s or Is the right? 60s. Okay. It's been a long, long time. I think they're like 9-0 and or 8-0 in their last whatever games against Pittsburgh. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I know a good, uh, a good Steelers writer, Jeff Hartman from uh, behind the steel curtain.com, which is the Steelers equivalent of bleeding green nation for Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And he always like chalks these games up as losses. Like that's something they're keenly aware of. They're like, we never win in Philly. Like we're just not okay. going to win there. Like this, that's like automatic loss. Uh, so I'm going to take that. Uh, I am going to believe in the power of Wawa over sheets. And I'm going to take the Eagles to <laughs> win coming out of the bye. They advanced to four and three. So this team hasn't had a losing season since 2003. Yep. It's got to be coming to an end soon, right? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. That's not they, somehow, just an somehow accident. Somehow they managed. What's that? That's not just an accident. No, it's not, Mike Tomlin's an awesome coach. And he's, you know, he's a big reason. Why, and their defense has always been good. And it's the organization. Like there's stability in that and how yeah. that team is run. So I buy all that. Um but they're just not that good. <laughs> like they managed to go nine, seven and one last year at a point differential of minus 55. Uh, they draft Kenny Pickett in the first round this year. If he can't, if he can't win the starting job uh, in Pittsburgh, then their quarterback is going to be Mitch Trubisky. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I like the Eagles supporting. I like, I, I think the Eagles supporting cast is better hmm. than the Steelers at this point. And, uh, and I like Jalen hurts more than I like, uh, Trubisky or Pickett, so this is pretty easy. This this is actually a pretty easy game for me to pick. Uh, I, I have the I have the Eagles. You see Steelers, and you think, okay, that's a really good team. It's going to be a tough game. Maybe it will. I think the Eagles are just better. I think they win. I think so. I got them five and two. I think people don't think that. I think people see Steelers easy win. And, do they? Okay. And I would be. Yeah, cautious I don't. I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah. But, well, if anyone does, I'd be cautious of that because of Tomlin mm-hmm. and everything. It's never. You, there's no cake. There's no cakewalk with the Steelers. That is typically okay. not the case. Um, but yeah, I have the Eagles winning, so I have them at four and three. So am I inventing like uh, a thing that nobody says? Like the Steph like Curry I, my, thing? One, one of my favorite, <laughs> I was just going to say, one of my favorite tweets ever is kill a cow where he, what, what, what did he, what exactly did he say? But I was told Steph Curry couldn't shoot. Like that's the, <laughs> that's the premise of it. Right. Uh, people, right, people yeah, say and, things. And argue, arguing against an, arguing against some phantom argument that mm-hmm. nobody made. I like that. <laughs> a straw man. It's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, for fun. Okay. Week nine. Eagles play on Prime Video because Amazon now has the rights to Thursday yes. Night Football. Are they not also going to have that on NFL Network, I don't think too? So. so. Okay. <laughs> I'm not loving this setup. Personally, uh, at Houston Texans. You can borrow my account if you need it, buddy. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, at Houston Texans, November 3rd. 
I just don't order a bunch of crap from Amazon. Well, we'll see. You. I might. We'll see about that. Uh, I so okay. Positive here. Oh, no, I'll start. The negative here is that you don't love having a road Thursday night football game. That's one of the toughest yeah. things, at least for the players. They'll tell you that in the NFL, the short week. Doug Peterson usually really did good on the short week, but in general. You don't want that short week. Last year, the Eagles didn't have that. They didn't have to travel for a road Thursday night game. So not ideal that the Eagles have to face that this year. But if you're going to have to face a team, you probably would sign up for the Texans yeah. before a lot of other teams. Uh, they have Davis Mills as their starting quarterback. I can't believe Lovey Smith is a head coach in the year 2022. And obviously, <laughs> there was some, you know some circumstances that led to that happening but still that is crazy to me it's like it's lovey smith <laughs> like like why are we going back to the lovey smith well so uh i just don't believe in the texans really maybe it's a tougher game than i'm thinking but i don't know i think the eagles win they advance to five and three what about you it's a bad roster um normally the nfl when they schedule these thursday night games they try to keep uh they try to keep the games close geographically speaking like they don't want to have teams traveling long distances to play on the road on Thursday night so um and Houston isn't exactly a stone's throw away <laughs> so i do think there's some trap game potential maybe here for the eagles but then i just look at the texans roster and it's terrible and i can't see how they lose this game so i have the eagles getting the 6 and 2 wow. to start the season what a homer but i do that's a good <laughs> that's a good call out by you on the trap game thing because i first of all my thing with trap game is people just use that way. Too, they either use it way too much and they don't use it correctly. Like I think people were saying before, I can't remember which season, like the first game of the season trap. Like that's not how a trap game works. Yeah, you can't yeah, overlook yeah. your first opponent of the season. Right. Also uh, this, this is trap game setting to me because you're playing the Steelers. Okay. Let's say you beat them. Trap game is typically coming off of a win. I feel like you're 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 you know feeling good about yourself. You're smelling yourself yeah. a little too bit too much, and then you have a big game the next week at home in Philly with Carson Wentz returning to Philly. Maybe you're kind of looking ahead to that a little bit too much. You're looking ahead to like, oh, I can't wait to get these days like the mini buy as they call it after playing on Thursday. Maybe the players are like looking a little too far ahead to that mm -hmm. and thinking the Texans will be easy. So yes, I don't. I have the Eagles winning, but I agree with you. That's like a trap game kind of formula there. Uh, so like if we're forecasting like weather people, like that's like the, the conditions are right for a trap game. Yeah. Uh, Washington commanders though. And week 10, well, hold on one, yeah. one more quick note on the, on this game and just the schedule in general, the Eagles play four road games mm. on short rest. So you have, well, but to be clear though, not unlike short rest advantage, uh, not like the other team has, has more rest than them in those games. They're just playing right, 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 right. Yeah. We, than we normal. Don't... But the Eagles are the road team right. on those sh on four short rest games, though, which is right. a disadvantage. So week three uh, at Commanders, short rest. Week uh, nine at Texans, short rest, road. Mm -hmm. And then week 11 in Eagles-Colts, uh, short rest. And we'll get to this later uh, in the podcast. But um, on Christmas Eve, the Eagles have short rest uh, against the Cowboys, which by, also, by the way, is their third straight road game, <laughs> and the NFL has them on short rest against their you know primary uh, rival in the division. So uh, I don't know how often that's ever happened in the NFL. Probably a pretty difficult thing to research, but I can't imagine it's happened all that often where a team has short rest on four of 
like um, essentially half of their road games in the season. Yeah, and obviously all this kind of evens out in some way. Like last year, the Eagles didn't have to play a single team coming off their bye or Thursday mm-hmm. night football. So they didn't have to deal with any rest disadvantages like that last year. Right. So, right. you know, um, I guess they got the bad draw of it this year. But week 10, Jimmy, the Eagles will be playing the Washington Commanders in Philly on Monday night football. It's their second Monday night football game in the season. And it'll be Carson Wentz's return to Philly. And it's going to be a whole week of leading up to that. And it'll be very interesting. Uh, I have the Eagles losing this one. I think I don't, maybe it's not this one, but I do think they split with the commanders. I do think Wentz is either going to like, I don't know, maybe he just goes off in one of these games or he plays aggressively mediocre, but the Washington defense has a big game. And then even though kind of like with Donovan McNabb earlier, you said he only completed eight passes in that game. Like I guarantee (laughs) you, if you Google like Donovan McNabb got his revenge, like those headlines were definitely written during that season. (laughs) No doubt. The narrative works. Uh, So I think they split and I have the Eagles losing to this, this one and dropping to five and four. So I have the Eagles losing this game too, except I have them losing it to uh, Taylor Heineke uh, after Wentz goes down. Oh man, even worse. (laughs) Well, is that worse? Is that better? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles won't even, the Eagles fans won't even get to see Wentz come back to Philly and play against them. So Wentz continues his trend of disappointing the fans. (laughs) <laughs> in recent years anyway <laughs> he's not even on the uh, team anymore and he's still letting philadelphia <laughs> down that's right uh so yeah i think i think this is a game where it's just ugly like and the eagles have three sloppy turnovers uh heineke leads a, a late fourth quarter drive almost kind of like he did at the end of the year last year yeah um except uh, uh i guess Roddy made a the, you know the clutch pick at the end of that game except this this time it goes uh against the eagles and the uh, the Commanders get an upset win uh, in Philly. The Eagles are now six and three. So and what, both, what do you have, Matt? You have five and four. Or six five and, three and four. We both have them splitting okay. the Washington games. Okay, which brings us to Carson Wentz's old team, Jimmy, the Indianapolis Colts. As you mentioned, Eagles will be coming yep. off short rest. That's kind of a tough one. I have the Eagles winning this one because I am not really the biggest Matt Ryan believer, even though I think he upgraded his situation. I just don't think that's necessarily this magic cure-all for the Colts, and the Colts have some talent. Um, and also not – I'm not like an anti-Frank Wright guy by any means, but just, you know, the, the hype around him and him being like, you know, the mastermind of the Super Bowl has always bothered me. I think some of the shine should have worn off, not like entirely, but just, you know, like what has Frank Reich done? That's so great in Indy. And (laughs) I know he hasn't had the best quarterbacks, but some of that is of his own volition because he wanted to trade for Carson Wentz and he got him and it didn't work. And he was still the head coach when they melted down against the Jaguars and the Raiders late in the season. So he bears some of the, you know, the burden there for the blame. Um, So I'm not like super scared of the Colts or anything. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor is really good but the Eagles have a Jonathan of their own who's I think going to be pretty good in helping shut that guy down and and uh big wait no not Jonathan Davis Jordan Davis (laughs) the name Jay was in my mind sorry uh I was confused where you were going wait who is that I thought you were gonna say Jonathan Gannon yeah that's what's what's he done by me Jonathan Gannon Johnny Gannon's gonna shut down it's a Jonathan Gannon revenge game against the Colts he's gonna go in there he's gonna shut Frank down the Eagles win this one I have them advancing to six and four Okay, I haven't losing this game. I think this is a tough game for them. Um, see, I I am a I am a Matt Ryan believer uh, in Indy, but not necessarily like in Atlanta. I mean, he had nothing. He he has his offensive line in Atlanta 
was straight trash. I mean, he had no chance. I think this is going to be a comeback season of sorts for Matt Ryan. I don't think he's anywhere close to the quarterback that he was. He won an MVP, right, in 2016? He's not that guy anymore. So, um, you know, but I I think that he can have like a Phillip Rivers type of season uh, in Indy. And when they had him, they were, you know, a decent team. They were, what, 11-5, and I think. Uh, the year that they had Philip Rivers, so I think they can get back to you know sort of that kind of team. I think they're probably going to win the AFC South uh, over the Tennessee Titans this year. I think he's going to be better than Carson Wentz was for them uh, in 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 in, in twenty twenty one. So uh, yeah, uh, give me the Colts in a sort of a comeback season of sorts uh, for them after embarrassingly missing the playoffs uh, because of two horrid. Uh, losses to end their season and finish nine and eight last year. By the way, um, that first round pick from the Colts, <laughs> I mean, it basically got the Eagles a, a 2023 first round pick uh, and some change. Uh, so Carson Wentz playing his um, 70, what was it? I forget the percentages now. 75. Percent did he need? 75% of the snaps, whatever it was. Um and, you know, the, the Colts making that decision to, to trade for him really panned out for the Eagles in a huge way. Uh, so Howie Roseman owes them a big-time thank you card. One of the few CBS games the Eagles have, given that it's an AFC opponent. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Week 12, this is the toughest game, I think many would say, on the Eagles' schedule, at least if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, which one could think, okay, there's some advantage here to this game being a little later in the season. Maybe Aaron Rodgers gets banged right. up. Maybe some other players on that team get banged up. Um, obviously not rooting for that, just acknowledging the reality that it could happen. Possibility. It's late November. It's on Sunday Night Football. It's against the Green Bay Packers. It is nearly impossible to predict the Eagles to win here. Obviously, they you know won in Green Bay a couple years ago, but that was a very mm-hmm. specific game script. And uh, the Eagles have, or sorry, the Packers have been pretty good with the combo of Aaron Rodgers and what's his name? The coach, Matt LaFleur, Mike LaFleur, Matt Mm -hmm. LaFleur, Matt LaFleur. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to take the Packers to win here. I think it's pretty cut and dry. It's a tough base to play. Not as scary an opponent without Devontae Adams, though. (laughs) I think that's kind of a big deal that they traded him away. Uh, I think this game... It, like I think the Packers as a team are sort of on their way down a little bit, trending down maybe. Uh, the Eagles are maybe trending up a little bit, but I think we still learn at the end of the day here that the Eagles aren't in their class, and uh, I think Rodgers eviscerates Philly's secondary. So I have the Eagles losing three in a row here to the Commanders, Colts, and Packers, and they drop to six and five. Does Aaron Rodgers complete over 80% of his passes in this game? Let's ask that question differently. Over under number of passers who throw for uh, over 80%, 1.5. On the Eagles schedule this year? Yeah. I mean, over. <laughs> they had six days, so? right? More last year? Was it six? Yeah, or five. I know it was. I know it was five for okay, most five. of the season. There was Did five somebody in, do it late? Well, Brady, I think in the playoffs ended at like seventy-seven oh, okay. percent or something. So, oh like, yeah, all right. It's like right there. <laughs> yeah, but like it was like five early in the season last year. Yeah, it was, it was like Herbert, five out Dak, of uh, Brady, uh, Carr, Carr, and 
car for, through for like 90 something percent <laughs> someone else in there uh i think rogers i mean that's that's why I, it's really hard to say the eagles are going to win this i mean have you seen jonathan gannon's defense go up against like really good quarterbacks? Yeah, he, hasn't, he hasn't solved anyone yet yeah. uh not to say the defense can't be better this year but you know kind of like we said with jalen hurts earlier right in terms let's of show it. me yeah let's see it yeah. okay so that brings me to six and five for the eagles record right now at week 12 um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I just did a Francesa there. I counted out things out loud on the <laughs> podcast. Uh, we'll get to one more game and we'll take a break. The Eagles play the Tennessee Titans. Kind of like a, this is kind of, I don't know, a trap game because you're probably losing to the Packers. This has a very like meh feel to me, just kind of on the schedule here. Like not necessarily a lot of juice other than the AJ Brown revenge kind of game. Yeah, But it's in Philly and it's not like, Eagles hands hold ill will towards the Titans or anything. So, I mean, for AJ Brown, it'll be meaningful and maybe he goes off against his former team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have much else great to say other than it could be interesting to see who the quarterback could be here because in theory, if Ryan, Ryan Tannehill gets off to a slow start, I mean, you know, I don't know how long of a leash he has. Maybe they throw Malik Willis in there and that could be kind of interesting or maybe Tannehill uh-huh. gets hurt. Um, he's had some injury issues obviously in the past. So, I don't know. That's about all I've got. But I have the Eagles winning because I'm going to say A.J. Brown goes off against this former team, and I have them advancing to 7-5. and five. Yeah, I mean, you take A.J. Brown off this roster, and, it, I mean, it hurts them. There, there were, I think, one, what, I think there, I saw some something on Twitter, and I'm just off the top of my head here. I want to say they were, like, 1-4 and four or something like that. It was a they had a bad record when he didn't play games. I think it was something like one and four. Makes sense. So, He's a good player. So he's not on the roster anymore. And how long can you base your whole style of play around a running back? It's tough to do. And uh if you have a solution for the run game, I don't know that they can really fall back on much else. I don't think this is a very good team heading into this season. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think Brian Tannehill is sort of a, an average quarterback and, uh, yeah, I think, uh, well, first of all, I have the Eagles losing three straight games, uh, heading into this game. So at this point, like you have people calling into WIP, you know, pining for Gardner Minshew to start instead. Mm. <laughs> so like, uh, this is a game where, you know, in, in my scenario anyway, you got you know their, their backs against the wall, and I think they take care of business at home against this Titans team. Uh, yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, Jonathan Davis is going to have a really good game shutting down Derrick Henry. <laughs> that's right. Um, uh, yeah, I I think that's fair. I will say, for much as I don't really believe in Ryan Tannehill as a any kind of Super Bowl championship contending quarterback, watching AJ Brown highlights. There's some really good passes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, like he's not a scrub by any stretch. I feel like he throws an aesthetically pleasing ball. Like the way okay. the delivery, I don't know, it just seems like to come out nice of his hands. And when he's he's not consistent with it, but when he's like throwing his best passes, like they look pretty good. Anyway, that doesn't he matter. He can run around a little bit. He's a former receiver. So, yeah, I mean, he's not a terrible quarterback by any stretch, but it's also one of those guys where you're you worry that you're in limbo with a guy like him he's yeah he's a win with quarterback you can win with him you're not really winning because of him right um anyway uh we'll take a break here jimmy but not before you tell me about Kristen roach of roach realtors roach realtors.com hit me with it tell me about her 
her number phone number is eight five six uh i forgot wow. the number nine zero six <laughs> just drilled like there nine zero six nine two no wait is it nine oh six oh this is really good no i gotta look it up this is like doing the biggest podcast of the year jimmy you're choking <laughs> under pressure i totally am uh that's funny because typing her, typing her name into my phone yeah it's 906 856 906 9295 i don't know why i doubted myself uh if you're looking to <laughs> buy or sell your home call i've only said that phone number what like a hundred like over a hundred times on the podcast uh again 856-906-9295 you're looking to buy or sell your house as noted by god himself Kristen roach is the best realtor in the history of the universe you can also go to roachrealtors.com brandon back after this Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors, Roach Realtors, Roach Realtors. Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors. She's the greatest. 856-906-9295. Back here on BGN Radio, Jimmy. It is time to get into the final, the stretch run, if you will, the final remaining games on the Eagles schedule, starting with mm-hmm. week 14 at the New York football Giants, December 11th, 1 p.m. on Fox. It's the Giants. I have the Eagles winning. I know <laughs> that they have a new head coach, and I do think the Giants potentially might be on the right path or at least a better path than they were the previous regime. But I mean, We've we've hit on this theme a bit already. Show me. Prove it to me. You don't just get the benefit of the doubt. The Giants do yeah. not get the benefit of the doubt. I don't care that the game is in North Jersey. I am going to take the Eagles to win and advance to eight and five. They're terrible. I mean, it's just a bad, bad team. Um, if I can harken back to my aforementioned uh, preseason all NFC East team, I had zero Giants making the first team offense. And I had, I think... Want, uh, one player making the first team defense. And that was Xavier McKinney, who's just, you know, he's okay. He gets in because there's just not other good safeties in the division. This team stinks. And, you know, they've given the Eagles problems uh, over the last few years. And they've won some games over the Eagles over the last few years. But this is a game. I mean, the Eagles are, I think, are an improved team. And I think this game is sort of a good barometer of, are you going to let this garbage team stick in? Like there's, that was the worst game of the year last year when they lost oh, to yeah. the giants. It's, I mean, by far, in my opinion, even worse than, even worse than like some of the teams that blew them out. Right. Like, they're, they're lost to this trash giants team. Worst game of the year. Uh, so I think this game is a good barometer on, can they stop this trash team out like they should? And uh, I think at a minimum, they'll at least win this game. So that's a pretty easy pick for me. I have the Eagles winning, and I have them getting. What do you have, Matt? Now I have them at uh, eight and five. Same record, eight and five. Okay, which brings us to their second road game in this three road game trip. December eighteenth, one p.m. Fox against the Chicago Bears. Love Chicago. Do not love the idea of Chicago in the winter. Uh, yeah, not as fun. Great city. Love deep dish pizza. Love the 
the shredded beef there, the Italian beef that they have. Okay. Great. Portillo's, awesome. None of this has to do with football, but I love Chicago and the food <laughs> scene there. I think that the Bears are really bad. Uh, who is on their roster that is scaring you, especially on offense? Especially, like, who are you really like, oh, man, that player we have to account for? You know, for. I, can, I, can, I know they have Darnell Mooney. I'm having trouble thinking of I like any, other, any other other receivers. As a role player, you know, he can he can stretch the can, field. He can, but like, can you think of their other receivers? I'm, I'm looking them up right now. I don't even know who they are. They drafted that 25 year old guy, right in the third round. <laughs> oh, Vilas Jones. Yeah, him. <laughs> He's in there. Okay. Uh, who else? I don't know. Oh man. Oh, it's ugly. I just looked. Okay. <laughs> they got Byron Pringle, which uh, you know they, they signed him from the from the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay, fine. And then they have. Equinemius St. Brown. That's right. Who couldn't like cut it with the Packers. <laughs> and then they have Vilas Jones, as you mentioned, Tajay Sharp, hmm. Dante just Pettis, yeah. and then a bunch of other guys. Ugh. I mean, give I mean Justin Fields, uh, I'm not sold on him as a, no. as a NFL quarterback yet, but give give the man some help. At least give him a fighting chance. He's got He's got no chance with these receivers. Well, more, more than one thing can be true. And I do agree that he's obviously not in a great situation. But I also think that he could have done more than he did last year with the situation he had in terms of like not holding on to the ball for forever and taking a billion sacks and being very much complicit in that offense being bad. I just think people – I have a whole Justin Fields thing. I think I've brought it up before. <laughs> it's just people acted like it was insane that they were – like teams were passing up on him last year. And it was like unthinkable. And the Bears got this – the Bears of all teams who can't evaluate quarterbacks for their lives like somehow outsmarted everyone and took him and like, oh, actually the Bears got it right. Like give me a break. Are you kidding me? Like it's a red flag that the Bears are taking him, the being the, the team to stop his fall. So I agree. He doesn't have the greatest situation there, but just the idea that he is like this he I agree is upside and potential, and I get the intrigue about him, but the idea that he is by any means good or even close to being good is a stretch to me. So I think the Eagles win this game. The the defense might be solid, whatever. Maybe it's competitive because I don't, know, I don't know if that's true either. I'm looking at their roster right now, and the defense doesn't look that good either. I'm also and their offensive line, their good lord, their offensive line is still in really bad shape. Mm. This might be they might this team might be worse than the Giants contender for the number one overall pick. Maybe yeah. this team looks really bad. I think there's and of course they didn't have their number one pick this year because those idiots traded it to move up for Justin Fields last uh, during the last draft. I think there's something to, I'm sorry to turn this into a Bears podcast, but I think there is something to them not really getting as much help as maybe they could have for him. And that's like because they, they don't fully believe in him and they're not ready to like go all in on him. Like okay. let's say the Chargers, you know, did with Justin Herbert, for example. I mean, it's a different regime there yep. that's there now that uh, I mean, they, they didn't pick him. And again, he was really bad last year. Like that's not nothing. I mean, it's not like you're expecting him to light the league on fire immediately, although a lot of people were saying that and thinking like the Bears could actually win the division last year if Rodgers didn't return. Um, so anyway, who is his backup? Uh Chase Daniel. Incorrect. Trevor Simeon, and then they also just signed Nathan Peterman either today or yesterday. Hmm. Eagles winning not advancing. Great. <laughs> we both have them winning and advancing to 9 and 5. Which yes. brings us to yeah, the I, I have that as a win. Dallas Cowboys in Arlington, Texas, Christmas Eve. Jimmy is really upset about Ugh, this. I'll give you. A, I am not happy. It's on Saturday, by the way. Uh, I'll give you the chance to vent about this. 
well, I have my daughter for Christmas Eve into Christmas this year. Hmm. And I got to now not have her on Christmas Eve into Christmas. So, uh, yeah, I'm not thrilled about being in Dallas on Christmas Eve. Heading into Christmas, I got to be uh, on my own. Poor me. If Jerry Jones has a soul. Crying in my hotel room in, in Dallas. I'm sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> if Jerry Jones has a soul, and this is a big opportunity for him, and I know he's listening. Jerry, if you have a soul, you can prove it by allowing Jimmy's daughter to attend the game with him <laughs> in a private booth where you can cover it and uh, also providing child care in addition to help you, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, all so, she needs is her iPad and she's good for hours. Okay, yeah. But anything else, you know, uh, there, someone to attend her. So the the I've I've thrown it out there and it is up to Jerry Jones to answer the call <laughs> if he has a soul. Avid listener, Jerry Jones. It's on, it's on you to get back to me. Thanks, friend. If Jimmy isn't with his daughter on Christmas, Jerry Jones is responsible for tearing <laughs> Jimmy's family apart. That's all I want. Well, the alternative, I will get her on Christmas uh, uh, if I have to make that switch. But it's more fun having her, uh, you know, her, her, her mother and I switch each year. I have her Christmas Eve into Christmas one year. Next year, I, I get her at noon on Christmas. And it goes back and forth like that. Uh, but it's more fun having her on Christmas Eve into Christmas. And I'm going to have to make that trade, unfortunately, this year. Uh, so, yeah, bummer. But that's the job. Hashtag, sometimes. does Jerry Jones have a soul? <laughs> okay. Uh, I think the Eagles lose this game because I am not giving them the benefit of the doubt again against Dallas. And more than that, like historically, teams that play three road games usually lose that third road game. Like The record is not good in those games. Yeah. It's just a really. The NFL tries to avoid that, by the way. Yes. Too. They try to avoid scheduling three consecutive uh, road games uninterrupted by a bye week. So I think that's going to be tough, and they lose, and that sucks that they're swept by Dallas. But that's how I see it playing out. What about you? Yeah, it's tough uh, scheduling those three straight games, and then also it's the three straight road games. But then also it's a short week uh, for for the Eagles going out to have to play Dallas on a Saturday. Uh, and I think that's a factor. Like you said, it's, you know, the Cowboys have the short week too, more than likely. We don't know that until we see their schedule too, but um, it's, it's, it's a disadvantage for the road team in that scenario. And the one thing I will say is at least the first game of that three game road game stretch is uh, in North Jersey against the Giants. Yeah. So it's, that's just a bus ride trip as opposed to flying somewhere and all the stuff that goes that, you know, that goes with all that. Uh but it's still tough to play three straight road games. Uh, I mean, we, we've seen it with the Eagles. Like, and I, a point that I'll make in a, in a moment here, because the Eagles do finish up with two home games against the Saints and the Giants. And it's good to get home games at the end of the year, because if you make the playoffs, then you might not have to play consecutive road games in the first round or whatever. And remember back in uh, 2018, the Eagles had a road game to finish that regular season. And then they had to play on the road in Chicago. And then they had to play on the road in New Orleans. And it kind of caught up with them in New Orleans. If they had won that game, they would have had to have played on the road in L.A. against the Rams. So, yeah, you don't want to be stacking all these road games <laughs> one after the next. And uh, it sucks for the Eagles that this third straight road game happens to come against uh, their biggest rival and the biggest threat in their division. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, unfortunately, uh, the Eagles ruined Christmas by you know, laying another egg against the Cowboys. Thanks a lot, Eagles. 
Uh, <laughs> if the Eagles have a soul, they will win this game. So there's a battle of souls on the line here. Uh, <laughs> a right. team that Jalen Hurts struggles against, the Cowboys, but a team that he does not, the New Orleans Saints, who he's undefeated against when he goes mm-hmm. up against them. The Saints have to be the most delusional team in the league because they... Oh, it's crazy what they gave up for Chris Olave. And I like Chris Olave, but like when you added it all up, what did you say? It was like the equivalent of like a, the second overall pick? It's actually more than that. Like on the point okay. scale, like the number one overall pick is worth like a thousand points. And the number uh-huh. two is worth like 750. And obviously this isn't a perfect science necessarily, but I the way I calculated it out, and I, I took the average value of the future picks, like the 2023 20, first and the 2024 20, second. Like I put the value of those picks in the middle of those rounds, just assuming, you know. Okay, right. So I didn't need, because in theory, it could be even worse than this. But like if I'm just taking a, a baseline thing, it's worth like 800 points. So it's even it's worth even more than number two overall pick, which is just insane. And they traded up, uh, they traded, uh, I mean, they, it was costly to move up from, where were they? 16? Yeah. To 11 with Washington. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even just the Eagles trade, but it was that trade to get from 16 to 11. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it's a, it was a big cost to pay for a wide receiver when the guy throwing to him is Jameis Winston. <laughs> you still, I mean, you still, don't have a left tackle. I mean, I guess they drafted uh, Trevor Penning, who some people think is a legit first round pick. And some people think, yeah, maybe better value could have been had on him in round two. So, yeah, I agree. It's it's a delusional uh, team right now. And it's also sort of an underrated, dumb front office, <laughs> that team. Like, I think they've been kind of propped up over the last decade plus by Sean Payton, who is... You know, a lot of people don't like his personality, but is inarguably a phenomenal head coach. And, of course, they had Drew Brees for as long as they had him. Um, They squeaked into the playoffs last year with an assortment of crappy quarterbacks, but they had one of the better defenses in the NFL. Uh, They still had good, um, you know, positional players on offense. They had a good offensive line. But I think the offensive line took a big hit with uh, Teron Armstead, as we've noted on the podcast here already when we talked about, you know, when the Eagles made that trade initially. Uh, it's not only that they lost Sean Payton, but Dennis Allen is now stepping into a bigger role from defensive coordinator to head coach. Will the defense suffer as a result of his added responsibilities um, that he's going to have to take on as a head coach? A lot of concerns uh, around this New Orleans team. I'm curious where you have them without looking at their schedule. I think we actually did go through their schedule and we sort of picked wins and losses. Uh, Not their schedule, but their opponents uh, when they made that trade. I forget where we landed on that. Like six or seven wins probably somewhere around there. Why don't we revisit that for like next week because we'll know yeah, their yeah, schedule yeah. and we can kind of add, you know, more context in terms of, you know, like a game where they have a rest advantage or not. So we can go through that with the additional context of like, you know, what it looks like actually. But yeah. They do have the Falcons and Panthers in their vision, so right. that's helpful for them. I think Dennis Allen too might be a good – like he's been an amazing defensive coordinator. Like really, mm-hmm. really – like one of the very best in the league. Um, I don't know how that's going to translate to your point when he becomes head coach. I do think he deserves a chance. I think like some people are like, well, he was bad with the Raiders, so he's definitely going to be bad again. Right. I mean, that was like a decent amount of time ago now. He's like, he's older. He may have learned. And having been around Sean Payton, I think there's value in that. And I mean, Mike, Mike Shanahan was a, was a, uh, was a failure in it with the Raiders. Yeah. And then he won Super Bowls sure. with Denver. So, so 
it's a, it's a it's a dysfunctional franchise to <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> so like people who fail there aren't necessarily yeah. you know cr- you know crap for the rest of their careers. Right. Um, but you, you mentioned Jameis and <laughs> this idea that like Jameis is good because he had like some of the best numbers of his career and limited playing time last year and stats didn't even tell the whole story he had like a game last season him yeah where he like threw like four or five touchdown passes and only like (laughs) under 200 yards because i guess they just kept getting like short fields and stuff like like so the numbers are a little bit inflated there and he's coming off an acl tear acl and mcl so i think it's a little Mm -hmm. more severe than the regular acl tear and like because just because james winston like finally was playing the best football of his career it doesn't mean that's gonna continue to me that's like the outlier i'm not just banking on that i i, I wouldn't and peyton's gone he's gonna Peyton. Yeah, and, and sean peyton is gone so like <laughs> the idea i think the saints you know again i think they're gonna be better than like the falcons and uh panthers because i think they have enough of a baseline there that they'll be somewhat respectable yeah so i don't know that the eagles are blowing the saints out in this game but i do think they win because the matchup just seems to work in their favor. It's in Philly. They're probably going to really, Eagles are probably going to need this game. I'm guessing more than the Saints will at this point in the season. So I think that plays into it as well. Eagles win, advance to ten and six. Andy Dalton's their backup too. Like Andy Dalton might be better than <laughs> James Winston. I don't know, uh, but yeah, I have the Eagles winning this game. I, I don't think the Saints are good. I don't think they're going to be. I don't think the Eagles are going to get like a top five pick uh, out of them. But uh, no. I do think that pick could be somewhere you know borderline top 10 mm. uh so but yeah I, I i think the eagles are a better team than, than new orleans i have them winning this game it's a lot of bad teams out there i did power rankings this <laughs> they week really are and i was like man there's some like awful teams <laughs> and i think the saints are like above that awfulness like they have again enough of a baseline to not be like yeah you said the top five team a lot of them reside in the nfc too the i think i had this a lot of the bad teams and the Panthers as my bottom two teams in the entire league. You had who? The Seahawks Panthers and, and Panthers at 31 okay. and 32. Yeah. I mean, it's Drew Locke and Sam Darnold. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> um, all right. Season finale. You, I'm curious where you had the Bears since we were just talking about that. They were pretty low, too. I think they were bottom five or bottom six. Okay. Again, it's not trusting fields at all. And the rest of the environment isn't good. Giants, we don't know when this game is. January 7th or 8th. Uh, date to be determined time to be determined network to be determined i guess on how the schedule goes the season uh-huh. goes and what if there's meaning in this game or not whatever i have the eagles winning this one but you know it's just so tough to say with you know they could potentially be resting their starters like they were last year or maybe not maybe they're playing for seating or whatever or the division uh not against the giants for the division but you know competing for the division with the cowboys or whatever uh i think it's winning advancing to 11 and 6 on the year Okay, so I have them at this point at ten and six uh, heading into this game, and uh, I think at ten and six, and I also have them, uh, you know, looking back at my picks already, I have them being swept by Dallas. I have them losing one game to Washington, so they're not going to win any tiebreakers for uh, the division if they have to if they need that against Dallas. So I think at this point they're, you know, pretty much locked into a wild card, but don't have a chance of winning the division. And I think they just play their third stringers. They fart. And they fart. They play their, their third stringers. And the Giants uh, win this game, thus wrecking their draft positioning <laughs> for a new quarterback in 2023. Uh, and the Eagles lose 
the Giants improve in this game to three and fourteen, and the Eagles finish ten and seven. That would also set up a big Giants storyline heading into the offseason. Like, oh, they beat the Eagles to end the year, ended on a positive <laughs> note. You know, they're going to turn it around in the offseason, and they might. I don't know, but uh, it won't be because they beat the Eagles backups. So. I have the Eagles finishing eleven and six. I'm higher than you once again. <laughs> yep, I'm ten and seven. 10 and seven. I thought I, look, it was looking early on that I was going to have a better record for them than you. But Homer, that you are, you can't, can't help, help it, yourself. Jimmy. Um, <laughs> by the way, just do you, do you have a playoff game included? Uh, I did not. Okay. Did you? I do. Okay. So I have uh, wild card round, Eagles at Rams. Ooh. Eagles keep it close. Hertz is ultimately outdueled by Matthew Stafford. Not as lopsided a loss as the as the Eagles took Progress. in the playoffs against Tampa last season. But um, this game serves as a reminder that the Eagles aren't quite yet Super Bowl contenders. And uh, the quote-unquote, should the Eagles trade yeah. up for a quarterback debate begins in earnest or trade for a quarterback yeah right yeah yeah i agree with you and like the the bigger picture i think that's how the year is going to end i think jalen hurts is a win with quarterback you can win with him that is not going to be the issue and especially when you have one of the easiest schedules in the league like the eagles i i think it's gonna, a good supporting cast yeah and i think it's gonna be tough for them to not hit the over there it's a what eight and a half like that's pretty Seems pretty hard. It's pretty for them. low. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that seems very attainable. Even if Hertz gets hurt, like Minshew can get them. I think to nine wins. Like, <laughs> yeah, to, you know. Uh, so I didn't realize it was that low. Yeah, I at least. I mean, I don't know if it's moved at all, but I think uh, I know on the SB Nation NFL show they were the guys were talking about NFC win totals, and I believe they had the Eagles at eight and a half one based on what they were looking at at DraftKings. So yeah, uh, like it's especially low considering. Sorry to cut you off, but like that's that feels especially low considering that no matter who they like, if they they lose any one player, it feels like they can weather that storm. Right. Like there isn't anyone that's like, you know, not untouchable is the wrong word, but irreplaceable on this roster. Who would who would be that player? Who would be like the most damaging player they could lose? I have an answer for this. Lane. I think Kelsey. Okay. Like that's fair. Think about the last time Kelsey missed at least a big portion of a season. It was 2012. Not to say that was the only thing that went wrong that year. But You're I, not I, confident that Jurgens could step in? Not right away. <laughs> he could. I think, uh, I, think I mean, we, we we talked about how, you know, centers start right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm saying like the drop off from Kelsey to the drop off would be him big, is, yeah. is pretty big. Uh, so I, and I, and you know, just not even just the physical ability, but you know, the mental part of the game and making the right mm-hmm. calls and everything. I just has, I think that has the most potential to be like the most devastating injury they could have. Yeah. Uh, on the entire team. Okay. I can buy that. And it's not even lane would be, lane would be bad too. Lane would be really bad. Then you, then you got Jordan Mailata shifting over to right tackle and lane and, uh, Dillard playing left tackle. Sure. That's not great. Okay. Anything any leftovers that you want to get to here in terms of like pros and cons? We're both going to do posts on this. I have a pros, cons. I think you have a what? Advantages, disadvantages, posts. Advantages, disadvantages. Yeah. yeah. So, I got to some of the some of the stuff. Uh, yeah. Anything leftover that you wanted to mention? Uh, I mentioned the two games to close the season at home. I mentioned the three straight road games. I mentioned the four road games on short rest. Uh, I mentioned the early buy. 
I will mention just the general terrible i mean super easy schedule to begin yeah i don't really have anything to add on i, I think i got to everything i wanted to get to while we were kind of going through it how about you uh the eagles have an extra home game this year obviously since the afc team oh, right. has had that last yeah. year so you know that's a bonus um slight rest advantage entering the week 17 game against the saints because of that cowboys matchup you know they're playing on saturday uh mm-hmm. rest advantage uh entering week 10 against the commanders since they're coming off thursday night football although that is mitigated a little bit because they will be playing the commanders on Monday night football that in that game. So the commanders kind of get like an extra catch up day for that. So that's kind of, it kind of ruins their full, full on Thursday night football advantage coming off of that mini buy. Uh, we mentioned the Eagles can potentially get off to a four and start. Like that's pretty within reach, not saying definitely yeah. going to happen, but like that's, that's possible. That's a nice way to begin the season. Nice way to set the tone. Oh baby. The page user will be good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that would be nice. Um, I think that's about it. The, the The biggest rest disadvantages are what at the commanders in week three, the Eagles will be coming off Monday night football against the Vikings. And then uh, in week 10, when they're coming off Monday night football against the commanders. So yeah, as we're recording this, we don't have all the other schedules right now. So we don't, we can't see how many teams they're going to have to play coming off their bye or Thursday night football. Yeah. Though I did see that, um, Somebody mentioned, I don't remember where I saw it, so my apologies for, for who I'm not crediting here, um, but the Bears schedule was leaked, Yeah, and it appears the Eagles play the Bears coming off their bye, mm. um, which, well, you know, we'll take that. if you can't beat that team coming off their, I mean, it doesn't, that, that's a game that shouldn't matter, <laughs> but you still don't want to have to play too many teams coming off their bye, so we'll see how many they have to, you know, they'll have to play coming off their bye. Normally, I mean, the average should be one. Right. <laughs> like, you know, and last so, year was none. Last year was none. They, they've had other seasons where they – like there was one year they had to play four, yeah. I think, teams coming off their bye. So you don't want that. The NFL should be cognizant of you know, that not happening. Uh, but, yeah, I, overall, I kind of feel like the in, – in recent years, the Eagles have gotten pretty good schedule luck. Yeah. Like the, the schedule has been pretty favorable to them, not just in terms of their opponents, but the, the circumstances in which they played them, like the advantages and disadvantages when you sort of – uh, dive down a little bit, but I think the disadvantages uh, caught up a little bit this year with, um, I mean, playing four teams, uh, playing four road games on short rest is, is not easy. And then of course, you know, we, we, we hammered home the, uh, the three straight road games and not only three straight road games, but late in the season at you know, weeks yeah. 14, 15, 16, you know, not easy that time of year. So um, I, I don't think this schedule is as favorable. Again, I think the Eagles have been blessed with uh, favorable circumstances in their schedule in recent years, but it, again, it caught up this year a little bit. And then that road stretch of three straight games coming in 14, 15, and 16, like decently removed from the bye week. You know, it's not like right after the bye, right. so they've had a time to catch their breath. Like that's that's seven weeks after the bye is when that starts. So it's going to be yeah. a real slog uh, to end the season there. But hey, uh, Ultimately, if this team is a good team, you know, they'll find a way to win and be good, I guess. <laughs> I think they're a playoff team, though. I, th- I sure. think uh, you look at the schedule and uh, the-, the playoffs are very attainable. They should be. That The, the expectation is raised. It's year two yes. of Sirianni. <laughs> it's year three yes. of Jalen Hurts, ultimately, his second year starting. They added talent this offseason. There's absolutely pressure on this team. If mm-hmm. they win nine games, that's disappointing i think yeah uh eight games yeah and obviously anything under 500 for sure the path is there 
not saying they need to win the Super Bowl. Like that's it's not that kind of. I don't think they're necessarily right. there just yet. But the expectations should be to at least make the playoffs. Um, division win would be nice. Playoff win would be nice. That's that would be pretty good. Um, but anything short of that, you know, if they make the playoffs and they get blown out again, I mean, right, not going to cut it. Uh, not in terms of like someone's getting fired, like Nick Sirianni. I don't think he needs to get fired at that point, but pretty sure we would see a quarterback change or at least an attempted quarterback change at that point. So it's a big season, big season for the Eagles. And it's going to be an exciting one because it is. <laughs> um, yeah. As always. Any final thoughts, Jim? Um, no, not really. Uh, I mean, from a selfish perspective, I would have, and for, you know, for people that like to travel to these away games, yeah. uh, I'd like to have seen Chicago be a little earlier in the schedule. I would have liked to have seen Arizona be maybe a little bit later in the schedule mm. when, you know, you can enjoy nice weather out there, get away from, you know, bad weather here and enjoy it there. Uh, but it didn't work out that way. You get Arizona, not super early, but early enough week five in October uh, and Chicago, as you mentioned, is the week before Christmas. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, a travel schedule is going to suck. <laughs> Personally speaking, you get three straight road games leading up to Christmas. Mm. Uh, probably not going to be uh, super fun, but uh, yeah, it's uh it's uh I don't know. I think the road destinations are, you know, fine eh, this year compared to other years. Arizona is, I think easily, the uh the most attractive uh destination on their schedule this year i want to give a shout out to my good friend risk it all paul who's sitting next to me and has been a good boy the entire podcast doing some dog he has sitting. made a peep he has been very quiet good job paul uh you can follow him on instagram at risk it all paul if you want to see more of him he's a great dog is uh, he friends with b-ball paul we need to make that happen jimmy uh and by me like the royal we everyone needs to make basketball paul b-ball paul hang out with risk it all paul because i think that would be great um sixers play tonight right who do you got in that game i think they win but then they this, lose. this game will be over by the time most people listen right. to this yeah so <laughs> uh i think they win this game six but then they lose in miami game seven i'm with you there i think they lose i think they win tonight i think they realize how terrible terrible they were in game five uh and they bounce back strong and then i think week seven not week seven Game seven isn't, it doesn't look like, I mean, actually all three of their games in Miami have been really bad. Game yeah. one, two, and five were all bad. Obviously they didn't have bead for, you know, week one. They, or they win one of those first two if they have bead, but yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't think it'll look like any of those games, but you know, I think, uh, by the way, Miami's a terrible one seed. Yeah. <laughs> a terrible one seed. They're going to get waxed by whoever, uh wins the Milwaukee Boston series probably Milwaukee uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't see and the Sixers will get waxed by whoever wins that exactly. season that, that series either uh even if they get past uh you know uh, Miami here but right I don't know I'd like to see their season continue like I Same. enjoy watching these playoff games uh but yeah so hopefully they 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 don't get wiped out on their home floor again like they did last year it's a bummer i just yeah i'm kind of checked out because even if they win this series like obviously <laughs> Embiid is just at a point where he can't you know get them to the finals like he or even if he does somehow do that they can't win the finals like, he's got a broken face he's got a he's got a thumb that's not connected by a ligament right now yeah i i had that injury by the way and i don't know if it's the same one but i did tear a ligament in my thumb and it didn't hurt but like I couldn't use my hand, like it, like I would not like operate right. So, yeah. um, 
I just feel so bad for him. Like it's it's not his fault. Like a lot. I mean, we can get into like some of the effort. I guess could be better right now. But like, I I have a tough time criticizing him. He sacrificed so much. I don't think he's, he's playing with a broken face. And it's so sad <laughs> that he didn't get an MVP for the last two years. Like yes. it's just it's just such garbage. I hate these. Not to take shots at people, but to take like specific people. But this idea that like, oh, it's not that crazy that. Jokic won, or you know, people would vote for Jokic or uh, Giannis. Like, this is like fake level of objectivity that like some Sixers writers I feel like are, are saying there because they feel like they have to say no. Like Joel Embiid was absolutely the MVP either this year or last year. You can't tell me otherwise. He definitely was at least one of the two years, if not both. He was the MVP. He just was. Like, he just like watch the games. I hate to be watch the games guy because that's like usually like the knuckle jacker yeah. take. Like stats are dumb, but like. Seriously, just watch him play. Like, watch the impact that this player has and how great he is and how rare he is and how much adversity he's been through his entire career. And, it's like, it's such a – you're just, like, an asshole if you didn't vote for him. You really should. You should feel like a total <laughs> asshole if you didn't vote for Joel Embiid. Somebody give him a fourth-place vote. Like, yeah, come on. Like, come Did on. you I, see that? <laughs> I didn't see that. Who, was that? Who gave him a fourth-place vote? That's just pathetic. That, per- that person needs to be exposed. Yeah. Like, there's – like, so many of these ballots are just – it's terrible to see. Like who did they have? Who was the third guy they had ahead of them? Like, okay, so it, it was it was surely Jokic and Giannis. Uh, Giannis. Yeah. Who was who was the third guy? Is it Devin Booker? I don't know. Like, are you kidding me? No idea. But it's it's pathetic. Embiid is the best. I feel really bad for him in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. So it's a bummer. But uh, hopefully, maybe the Eagles will provide some cheer to Philly this season. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, my final thought. Wait, wait, what did you say? The Phillies. To Philly, sorry. Oh, no, the okay. Phillies definitely oh, okay. are not. No, I'm also <laughs> very checked out on them. <laughs> I was checked out on the Phillies a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, I can't. I can't even. Their can't schedule even upcoming, by the way, is insane. So they they actually had sort of like a, I don't want to say an easier part of their schedule, but they had some very winnable series, and they've only they've only won what like two series so far this year. Yeah, two or three. I, I think only two. Waste of time. It's just a complete waste of time. And I and I hate to say it, I want the <laughs> Phillies to win, obviously, but. For me, at least, obviously, if you like the Phillies, go check out the good fight and the good work that mm-hmm. John Stolness and uh, the crew do there. Um, <laughs> I would so love for the Phillies to be good, too. They're on every day. And like I, I've mentioned this on the pod before, but like being down the shore and there's just always a game on like little open window nap in the middle of the day or like, you know, evening the game's just on. It's just something to sort of like keep an eye on throughout the summer. And when they're just not, when they're just not watchable, it sucks. <laughs> you know, it just sucks when, the, when you look at this team and you go, okay, there's no way this team's, you know, going to win the world series. Like no, no chance. Yeah. So, uh, eh, bummer that they're, that they're disappointing again. For sure. Jimmy, um, <laughs> follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon Gowton. Follow Jimmy Kemsky on Twitter at Jimmy Kemsky. Check out my work at bleedinggreennation.com. We will have a bunch of schedule related stuff on there, as I'm sure Jimmy will at phillyvoice.com. If you like this podcast, you know, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend about it. That's always fun. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at BGN underscore radio. You can follow Bleeding Green Nations, the, the website account at Bleeding Green and Bleeding Green Insta on Instagram for clips from the podcast and other good stuff that you don't necessarily see on the website. So go check all that out. Go check righteousfelon.com 
out and use discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order there. Same discount code at wildnaturepet.com. Got to get some dog treats for Paul here at wildnaturepet.com using discount code BGN15 for 15% off. If you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a house, you can go to roachrealtors.com or call or text the following phone number. 856-906-9295. I make sure I made sure I was prepared this time. <laughs> I appreciate that, Jimmy, and so do the listeners. And that does it for this week's episode. We will be back next week to talk something about the Eagles. We'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, Off-season, obviously, the Eagles are working out. Off-season, not really going to be super active until training camp, really after their schedule release. But there will be some OTAs and stuff coming up. So we will have you covered, as we always do here on BGN Radio. I hope everyone has a great day. Goodbye, everybody. P-G-N. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.